Welcome to Policy Today. Thoughtful discussion of current issues vital to the future prosperity of Washington State. Produced by the Washington Research Council. My name is Lou Moore. I'm the president of the Washington Research Council, and I'm here today with Dr. Chris Schobloom, who is our research director and senior economist, as well as Emily Makings, our senior research analyst. And today we're going to discuss our recent special report. It was titled Regulatory Reform, a win-win-win for agencies, businesses, and taxpayers. Emily was the staff lead on this. Emily, would it be fair to say that uh, many businesses and even many agencies right now don't see a big win-win-win going on in the regulatory world? I think so. It's uh, There are a number of, of things that uh, we could all do better, I think, on this topic. Yeah, well... Uh, you know, we've had a history of, uh, for a long time now, of uh, government getting larger, getting more assignments uh, at every level from the legislators, uh, federal drivers in terms of uh, regulation, you know, the Endangered Species Act, Clean Water Act at the federal level that have to have some kind of complement and implementation on the ground that's often, that often results in uh, state or local uh, regulation. And there's third-party lawsuits where interest groups say you're not enforcing the regulations, and that uh, keeps our government agencies on their toes and, and keeps them concerned that they are uh, they are prosecuting these regulations to a certain level. And, of course, in our state, treaty obligations are also a factor when we look at salmon habitat and issues like that. So uh, the result? We have a lot of regulations, and we have a lot of agencies implementing those regulations. And sometimes there's more than one agency talking to the taxpayer or business person uh, trying to do something in our economy. Uh, Emily, you want to talk a little bit about that and about the auditor's offices' uh, look at all look at all of this? Yes, the auditor's office began a series on regulatory reform back in 2011. They have done three audits now. The most recent was just released uh, last month, and it is on um, agency coordination. The audit found that that's a big problem, that um, there's n- no strategic approach, they said, to identify and prioritize opportunities for coordination between agencies. And uh, so, for example, they looked at the auditor's office, went to um, kind of created three hypothetical projects, and they took the, and they went through the regulatory process with those hypothetical projects. And there were eleven agencies involved, and the auditor's office found that um, they were less likely to lead um, to use leading practices than other initiatives that had been successful. And the approval processes for these projects rarely included interagency outreach um, to promote coordination. They didn't have written policies, and they didn't uh, perform their regulatory activities concurrently. Um, And those are things that would really help move uh, a business's um, permits along faster. Uh, the audit sure. also found that there is just really an absence of structured coordination among agencies. 
and that yeah, now we uh, we have an agency uh, in the governor's office that used to be called the Office of Regulatory Assistance, and they've had a name change to Regulatory Innovation and Assistance, the uh, ORIA. Uh, what's going on with that agency in, in this effort to coordinate? Well, the auditor's recommendation they recommended that they're um, that the state appoint an, an agency to lead these coordination um, uh, to lead coordination efforts, and they suggested that the Office for Regulatory Innovation and Assistance could, could fill the role. Um, it has uh, the budget for the office has declined in recent years, though. Um, it went from 3.6 million in 2009-11 down to 2.4 million in 2013-15. It sounds like there might be an increase in 2015-17, but it would be pretty slight. Um, so it's not sh- I mean, it's not clear exactly how equipped they would be to actually um, be the lead agency and actually make all of this coordination happen. But it's a um, it's good that there is an agency around that could p- potentially do so. Sure, and uh, our listeners need to understand that uh, a lot of times a permit applicant not only has to deal with more than one state agency, but they're also dealing with local and at times federal agencies, and this can become a lot of folks and a lot of permits that have to be required, or that have to be acquired, I should say, uh, to, to do an act activity in our economy. So th- this can be a, a morass. And, uh, uh, well, in 2012, the council called it a complex maze of laws and regulations, and there's a lot of folks... Uh, who can testify that that is, in fact, the case. And uh, it, it, uh, it is not just coordination between agency, but there's all agencies. But another issue which is critical to business, uh, which is the timeliness of issuing permits. Businesses generally, in my experience, uh, are, are, are okay with having to get permits, but if there isn't certainty and timeliness in terms of when they might get that permission to move forward, then there's problems. you want to talk about that a little bit, Emily? Yeah, in the um, earlier audit that the auditor's office did in 2013 looked at this problem, and they found that for 60% of all permits, agencies did not provide information on their websites on how long it would take to come to a decision. And that seems like pretty basic stuff. You apply for a permit, you want to know if you're going to receive an answer in two weeks or if it's going to take you two years or however long it might be. And also the audit found that processing times were only tracked for 62% of business permits. So not only do um, agencies not let the businesses know how long it might take, but they don't even necessarily know how long it might take if they're not tracking the data. Mm And yeah, so the and audit more rec- importantly, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, so the audit recommended that each agency actually measure decision times and then provide businesses with the estimates of those times. Sure, and and that's important not just for the businesses, but it's also important for our uh, chief executive officer in the state and his folks. Uh, in this case, with Governor Inslee, so they can determine how they can. Uh, make the system work better. You need some measurement of performance to uh, improve uh, performance. Right. And in response to the audit, the legislature did enact a bill in 2014 
that requires agencies to track the time it takes to make permit decisions and to provide that information on their websites. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, obviously uh, what we're looking for is some better communication and uh, some streamlining of this uh, regulatory process. Uh, one thing that's been talked about all over the country is is the idea of a one-stop shop or a one-stop portal on the website where a single point of contact uh, where a business or an individual, a property owner or whoever it might be, knows exactly where to start in this process and, and hopefully doesn't have to go to six, seven, eight places. And, you know, it's kind of the basis of a better uh, coordination and streamlining. What What's going on with that in Washington State right now? Well, Washington has had several uh, efforts at creating a one-stop shop. Uh, In 2012, the first audit in the series, the state auditor's office found that uh, Washington had three central business websites, but none of them provided complete regulatory information. So of all the permits and uh, licenses required in the state, uh, there was no centralized location where you could find information on every single one of them. And uh, even worse than that, not even the the uh, individual agency websites included all of their um, all of the information on every single permit that they issue. So there were a number of communication issues between the regulatory agencies and the potential businesses or current businesses. Uh, and so, despite the fact that there had been multiple laws and executive orders calling for these one-stop shops. As the auditor found, uh, Washington had not yet achieved this vision, they said. And uh, so that they recommended that yet again. And uh, within the that sim- same audit, they talked about streamlining rules. Um, but they found that although many agencies do streamline some rules, um, they don't usually formally measure the results of the streamlining. So um, the audit recommended that all agencies regularly streamline their regulations, including specific criteria to evaluate the need of existing rules. Mm-hmm. So that would be positive because if you keep rules on the books forever, they might have outlived their usefulness. Um Maybe they don't work for today's times, or they could just need editing, even. Or there's a new rule that's been put in place to, that covers much of the same territory. Right. Um, or conflicts and, with something that it And the old one, old one stays there. You know, it's, it's important to stress that the, that the, that, that the effort here is about, uh, not about weakening regulations, but making right. wa- regulations work better. Right. Um, and, and avoiding kind of unnecessary paperwork you know you shouldn't have to f- provide the same piece of information for on four or five separate forms uh once you give it to the state on one form it should populate across all the other forms where it's potentially needed right and that would help oh, absolutely. Not just, yeah. i mean it, it, that's a separate conversation uh, in terms of changing policies or changing laws and requirements, we're talking about how to make this the system that we have and the strictures uh, that we have in place now, uh, how they how they can be executed more effectively, which I would think would be to everybody's benefit. Um, so, Emily, um, 
you talk a little bit about inventory, or in other words, just how many regulations are we talking about that in Washington State? You want to speak yeah, this, to that a little bit? This was the first thing that the auditor's office did. Um, cur- as of 2014, there are 26 state agencies that administer 1,150 regulations in the state. And these include permits, licenses, and, and inspections. So among, within that, 16 agencies issue 199 types of permits. 23 agencies issue 100, 625 cat- types of licenses. And 19 agencies conduct 326 types of inspections. So that's not the total number of uh, permits that are issued um, to everyone. It's just the, the type. So um, uh, a single uh, or a permit to to open a business, that's one type. Not, you know, there might be thousands of those that are issued a year, but it's one type. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a lot of regulatory activity, I would argue, going on out there in the economy in our state right now. And that is down a little bit from 2011 when they first created the inventory. At that time, there were 1,377 regulations. And then again in 2014, it was uh, 1,150. Mm-hmm. And, and, and not just to, uh, to sound critical of these agencies, uh, you know, for example, the Department of Ecology is in a nexus with uh, EPA, but also with the Army Corps of Engineers as far as wetlands go and uh, uh, in, uh, in compliance with the Clean Water Act. And they are really ratcheting up in Washington, D.C. on this stuff. So now they're expecting these state agencies to do the same. And so new regulations have to come down the pike, and some of them can conflict with, say, uh, Department of Fish and Wildlife. So this is an ongoing situation that is is not by any means is not completely in the control of the uh, of the governor or these state agencies right the i mean the state always has to i mean the federal government kind of preempts everything else and if they decide that regulations must be done so they must be done and you're right that they there needs to be a an effort to coordinate between the state agencies and the federal agencies. Yeah, and uh, I think the uh, a consciousness of this problem and also the fact that there could be huge upsides for everybody, for people that want stricter compliance, the people who have to comply and, and the agencies themselves, that this is a more rational uh, process. I mean, we've had four pieces of legislation passed in the last couple of years unanimously uh, and signed by the governor through the to the House and Senate, uh, they cover different aspects of this general issue of, of regulatory reform. So it will be interesting to see what happens. And we are going to have, uh, in the very near future, Representative Norma Smith and possibly a couple of other folks who have been major players in terms of the legislative side of this issue down in Olympia. So any final thoughts uh, about this for today? I don't think so. No, I mean, I, this is just an area where I, I think there's an opportunity um, to reform by reforming re- reforming regulations uh, to actually uh, do something that's good for the environment and also something that's good for the business climate. Absolutely. And, you know, we've started our, our Common Ground segments 
of this podcast, and uh, I think this is a, a, a very fertile area for common ground between folks that are, say, very concerned about the environment and folks that are very concerned about the economic vitality of the state. So we'll see what happens next. This is Lou Moore with the Washington Research Council. I've been here today with Chris Showbloom and Emily Makings, and we appreciate you joining us as well. Thank you. Policy Today is a production of the Washington Research Council, dedicated to providing timely, credible research and policy analysis supporting economic vitality and private sector job creation. For more information, go to researchcouncil.org.